CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Thanks for tuning into the podcast as Don and I continue, well, all of us continue to roam around in bizarro world. How you doing, buddy? Mark, hanging in there just about like everyone else, no matter where you're living in the country, right? We're practicing social distancing and uh, staying home mostly. Yeah. What a, what a world. <laughs> what a world. What a time we're living in. The terms, I mean, we'll forever now know social distancing and flattening a curve and all these interesting types of things we're doing. So uh, let's talk about the situation that we're dealing with. Uh, first of all, how are you doing on the toilet paper and paper towels? Did you find any? Are you okay? Mark, <laughs> you know what? Eureka. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Score. You know what I find locally with the supermarkets is, um, I mean, they're still in a short supply, but uh, the first few weeks, people were rushing there, buying stuff up. You couldn't find bottled water, and yeah. obviously toilet paper, paper towels. And for the most part, and the stores are really well stocked, still short on those things for whatever reason. Right. I heard a joke. Someone said, look, if you need like a year's supply of toilet paper in your basement, you had some problems before the virus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I got my supplies. I think we're in good shape, but you know, hanging in there like everyone else. How about you? Yeah, pretty much the same. You know, I, I, I worked from home a lot to begin with, you know, prior mm-hmm. to this. So in a lot of ways, you know, we joked before, Don, that you and I have been practicing social distancing anyway because we do our show remotely from each other. But, uh, you know, it, in a lot of ways, it hasn't changed my my day-to-day. Uh, you know, I locked my mother down and I'm making sure she's, you know, well taken care of and all those kinds of things. But for the most part, it hasn't changed all that much. It's funny, though. I, we do feel like teenagers. It's like, I don't necessarily need to go someplace, but now that I'm told that I can't, it makes me want to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's that natural rebellion. It it's the naturally sin nature, is. they say, right? Yeah. How's your habits? What's going on with you? Well, you know, I certainly, we talked about this last time, changed my habits and uh, I think you're trying for the best. I'm reading at home, of course, since I can't uh, read in uh in a coffee shop right. place like that. Sometimes even in my car, which is weird. I feel like I'm back in college with that. Like <laughs> Just to get out of the house and read someplace yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I love my family. We're very close, but sometimes you just got to get away. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you know, lots of home cooked meals and take out, which is, uh, you know, we're doing more than ever and kids are home from school. You know, we have four kids and they're doing online classes. So that, sometimes that's a little bit stressful, okay, yeah. particularly for my wife, because she's got to monitor things with the younger ones. The online communication, you know, you, you and I spoke about that. We've been practicing the social distancing, doing a lot of online stuff and mm-hmm. we do the show online. But, you know, now there's just a, a lot more FaceTime, right? And Zoom meetings. Right now you and I are on a, on a Zoom meeting. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we're, uh, there's a lot more of that uh, with clients and friends and you know, lots of long walks, which is good. I mean, I really enjoy that, especially on a nice day The you know, the, the days are getting longer and warmer. So that's pretty cool. So I have a new workout routine. I'll tell you, if this thing works, Mark, it might revolutionize my, my exercise. It's one of these things where they promise you that you could do your full workout. Mm-hmm. In something like forty-five minutes a week, a week, a week. Okay, that's uh, it's unorthodox. It's basically like um, slow motion 
exercising. So instead of doing as many push-ups as you could, you might do five push-ups in a minute and a half, that sort of thing. You follow? Right. Gotcha. With very slow motion. So I just tried it over the past couple of days. I feel pretty sore, so I guess that's a well, okay. sign yeah. that it's working. Well, we'll check and, uh, in on that in a couple of weeks. I'll ask you how it's going again. Yeah, I will say. I mean, if you know, if we're back into uh, somewhat normal activities, and uh, I can cancel my gym membership, so I'll save a couple <laughs> of bucks. Yeah, right. But each day, I'm still trying to reflect on the uh, three good things we talked about. Remember that in the, mm-hmm. in the journaling. Yep. So yesterday was uh, late sunsets, which is great so it's sun's or sun is setting here like maybe close to 7 30 now which is real nice i still get my newspaper delivery every day the guy comes about 5 30 in the morning i am amazed at that this guy is so consistent and love that and just learning new technology and my kids are much more technically savvy on certain things than i am right um, so they're teaching me how to do things like called house party, which is like a FaceTime with multiple people. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, you know, just uh, like everyone else, I guess, trying to make the best of it, coming out of the other side of this, uh, a better person with with better habits and a a renewed sense of appreciation and gratitude. Well, hopefully a lot of us feel that when we come out of this, I think a lot of things are going to definitely be different. The, I do believe the world and our interactions will be forever changed. And for how long we'll see uh, who knows remains to be seen, but, uh, Let's jump into, uh, that's kind of a, a quick state of things. Let's jump into some financial chatter here, since that's what some of the folks tune in for, a lot of the folks tune in for, but hopefully they enjoy hearing just about regular things as well, because we can't all, like you said, it can't all be doom and gloom all the time. So That's right. Hopefully, uh, definitely not all the time. Right, all the time. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, unfortunately, our you know our not favorite friend who's been uh, making our life difficult. Uh, with the coronavirus, you know, it's obviously affecting people's decision-making and retirement plans and things of that nature. Have you seen people making big changes? Have folks been reaching out to you saying, I, you know, I want to do this or should I do that or whatever? You know, it's interesting. I've been in regular contact with my clients the, the entire month through either phone calls or online meetings like this or emails, podcast. And, you know, it seems like while everyone's concerned, certainly they're not making big changes to their plans. Uh, the news seems to change every day, right? In terms of the statistics and what's going on in the world. And you and I talked uh, before the show that most of the, the cases seem to be in, in this area, particularly New York City, and not as much in, in the rest of the country, except for some pockets uh, like uh, New Orleans and Miami. But we just don't know, right? We don't know if yep. it's going to get worse, maybe in parts of uh, the Middle East or in India. So, you know, a lot of the information that we hear is good, but some of it's it's quite bad. And I've said before, we really need to limit the amount of news that we consume each day. And people are broadly concerned, I find, with two issues when they're close to retirement. So what do you think that is? Prior to this or now in this? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let's look uh, look at prior and now. I, I would have probably, you know, typically, you know, do you have enough money? The, the age old question, you know, will I outlive my money or my money outlive me kind of thing? And, uh, and eh, I guess how am I, you know, how are my investments? You know, how am I set up? Yeah, you know, you're on the right track. I mean, certainly okay. the money's a, a big topic, but the two issues that come up even before this are one, getting sick. Okay. Right. And running out of money. Right. So it seems like 
that hasn't changed, but these times are really striking those fears head on. Sure, yeah. I mean, I, there's not, I, and sometimes you go, well, what can we do? Well, we're doing a lot, right? We're trying to do as much as we can as far as not getting sick, but what else can we do? You know, what other things can we kind of look at? Yeah, well, you, you hit the nail on the head when it comes to uh, not getting sick and taking good preventive measures, but there are things that we can control, right? Like uh, having a good routine, mm-hmm. whether it's, uh, you know, it's something new that's different that you haven't done before, taking health precautions, which people are doing now, you know, obviously with social distancing and washing their hands and making sure that they, uh, they stay out of public places with too many people and for the most part staying home, sticking with whatever plan you have, you, you can control that. And of course, connecting with family and friends and, you know, people that, um, or isolated, and certainly ourselves, we should try to avoid isolation. But there are a lot of people out there that are certainly isolated with this. And I think uh, certainly we can control connecting with them and lifting them up and and doing things like that. But there, there are certain things that we can't control, right? And that's the stuff often that's in the news, like the stock markets and the worldwide economy and who's going to get sick, who's not going to get sick, who's at risk. When will there be a cure, right? It's a big issue now or or a vaccine and there's all kinds of trials going on for cures and some of them say are working now and some are being questioned and, you know, exactly when we're going to be able to resume normal activities, we can't control that. So from a strategic perspective, at times like these, it's more important than ever to really focus on uh, planning and what we can do to make the best of these circumstances. Well, from that perspective, let's talk a little bit about what's changed uh, on the planning aspect, if you want, or financial aspects. The, the, the stimulus obviously went through and they got all that finally taken care of. So how, you know, how might that affect our planning outlook? Well, that's right. That just was recently signed into law and that moved along pretty quickly. And, you know, officially it's the biggest stimulus in history at over $2 trillion. So it far eclipsed the one that we had back in 2008 and 2009. So, you know, it's amazing when you think about those numbers, right? $2 trillion with a T. Right. Uh, a stack of $100 bills worth $2 trillion, it's enough $100 bills to circle the entire earth, which is blows your mind, right? Just think of a stack of a hundred dollar bills and you know, small that's a lot stack. of green, man. That's a lot of hundred dollar bills. And now we're talking about deficits of uh, 22, $24 trillion. So, you know, it just, it, it blows your mind when you think about this kind of money, but some highlights uh, of this stimulus bill include most people are aware of a $1,200 check to all Americans. Mm-hmm. And that's whether they're retired or working. And they kick in extra $500 for people with dependent children if they're under 16. And it's income thresholds for this if you're under 75000 if you're single or $150,000 if you're married and phase out. So they're giving it to people that are under certain income thresholds, which makes sense. And you know, many people believe that checks are only for people who are working, Mark, but they're not. They apply to all taxpayers. So really, the income level is the determining factor. And and some of the big news from a planning perspective is there's a, a one-year suspension of required minimum distributions, they call that RMD, on 401ks and IRAs for this year. 
and that deferment also applies to inherited IRAs. So the may, this change makes good sense. I mean, the same thing happened about uh, 10, 11 years ago in the last financial crisis. I really, I did expect this to occur when they were drafting this bill and they finally um, finalized that at the end of March. So the year 2020 required distribution would have been based upon these higher account values from the end of last year. So this would have required people to withdraw too much funds from their accounts now. So that was a good fix. Yeah. And speaking of the deadlines, we backed up the other ones as well. The tax filing deadline for, uh, you know, if you hadn't already done your taxes, a lot of folks had, but if not, you've got some time. That's right. So that was also uh, pushed back. uh, And the IRS extended that to July 15th from April 15th. So they pushed it back three months. Uh, Now, people have to bear in mind that many states have not pushed that back. So as of uh, this recording now, uh, New Jersey's is still April 15th, but uh, that may change. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about the states. Yeah. Yep. So states still need that money. The opportunity with this is for people looking at what to do and what action to take are, uh, it makes the Roth IRA conversions often more appealing. We touched on that briefly last time, but just think about it this way. Without the need for a required minimum distribution in this year that would have driven up taxable income, a retiree can convert that IRA money to a Roth IRA at a lower value and pay the tax next year and allow the Roth IRA funds to grow tax-free for life. Okay. So in addition to that, there's no required minimum distribution for the Roth IRA, whether it's now or in the future. And going into the the uh, next generation, the heirs can also inherit that money tax-free as well. So the Roth IRA conversion option also exists for those under that required minimum distribution age. So pretty much any age. There continue to be no income or value limitations for those who choose to convert their funds from an IRA, a traditional IRA, to a Roth IRA. So the logic behind the conversion when the values drops is simply to convert the funds, pay the tax now while the value is lower, and then allow the funds to grow in the Roth IRA tax-free for life. All right, so good stuff here on the podcast this week. Uh, what are some other things, Don, we should, uh, we should be thinking about here? Well, there's some special rules that were issued for the use of retirement plans. So the text of this law refers to something called coronavirus-related distributions. And basically, here's how it works. By the end of this year, if someone who owns an account, uh, a retirement account, must have been either diagnosed with the virus, lost income due to a layoff, or had reduced work hours, maybe been unable to work due to childcare or quarantine or a business closure. So it's pretty broad. So here's the relief. There's an elimination of the 10% penalty for those under 59 and a half who take money out of their 401k or IRA. You know, Normally, the penalty on that withdrawal would be based on the year they took the money out. Uh, the maximum amount you can take out is $100,000, by the way. And that you can pay back the tax, of course, you have to pay the tax on the money that you take out without that penalty. But there's a penalty waiver and the tax that you take out that's due can be spread over three years. 
So if the owner wants to avoid the tax, he can put the money back within a three-year period of time. You know, the risk of this is it really opens the IRA as a kind of a backdoor loan. And previously, the loans uh, did not apply. The loan provision did not apply to IRAs, only 401ks. So the prior rules required that if you took money out of an IRA and you wanted to put it back, you had to do so within 60 days. So now the money can be what they call, quote unquote, rolled back within three years and you can avoid the tax. As I mentioned before, if you don't want to avoid the tax, you still have three years to pay. So unfortunately, the, the risk is it really opens up that money for people to be uh, maybe too free to borrow it, even when the, the risk subsides, perhaps as we move toward the middle of the year and hopefully toward the, the summer and the end of the year. Uh, another provision is someone can increase the loan they take out from their 401k to $100,000 or uh, 100% of the account balance. So that increases the loans out of a 401k. So those are some provisions, but I think people should really exercise caution when uh, when thinking about doing that. I mean, that's a lot of information, a lot of data in there. So definitely a lot of good stuff uh, and things that we'll have to obviously be keeping an eye on and keeping track of. Yeah, for sure. And that's just, you know, part of the new law. And right. I think that's the, the really the start of more stimulus bills. And there's also a tremendous amount of action from the Federal Reserve to do things like buy bonds from companies and provide funds and what they call liquidity to banks. And, you know, the government's really throwing the proverbial kitchen sink at this issue. And right. we talked about this a little bit on the last show, you know, from the government, we, we see things like uh, tax cuts and regulation cuts and, and loan deferrals and, you know, free uh, coronavirus testing and stimulus checks being sent and trying to spur on innovation to create cures and, and vaccines. So there's just a, a lot of action and, you know, whatever they can consider to, you know, keep the economy moving along as best as possible. They're going to, um, certainly push through. This is one of the rare times you see a lot of bipartisan support, which uh, in the recent past has been sorely lacking. <laughs> Rocky at best. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Don, we always say here on the on the podcast that planning is a process. And of course, you've said, you know, numerous times in the past that this too shall pass. And I, I think obviously I will, we will get there. And I, I think I even just saw last night or a couple earlier this week, a couple of things about the vaccines uh, type stuff, or maybe September just depends on lots of different things, obviously, but anything else to add? Any other thoughts you have? Yeah. You know, you know, I've heard it said recently that if you're old enough, let's say if you're over 50, you've lived through so many crises in the world uh, and to boot, you have survived and for the most part, we've really thrived. And, you know, you think back over the past 40 or 50 years and we've gone through the Vietnam War and, you know, multiple impeachments and the resignation of a president, uh, terrorism all over the world and uh, 9-11 and particularly for those who were who live in, in this uh, New York, New Jersey area, we were very hit hard with things like anthrax scares and bomb scares to bridges and tunnels. And more recently, we lived, lived through the, the 2008 financial crisis, multiple pandemics. And, you know, if you're old enough, you remember the 1973 
1974 period mark where there was a war in the Middle East, mm -hmm. there was a real fear at that time of really running out of oil. Gas prices shot up and we had to wait in long lines to get gas. We had odd and even days at the gas pump. And, you know, the, if you think about it back then, the, the fear was no oil equals no heat, right? No food because of the production facilities, no jobs, uh, no activity. Um, the fears at that time, much different than now, were overpopulation, worldwide starvation, global cooling instead of global warming. Do, do you remember any of that, Mark? Uh, well, as the 73, 74 stuff, I was a little guy, but I remember some of the, you know, my dad talking about it and some of the after effects of some of that for sure. I was a, I was a child of the seventies. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, for those of us who've lived through that, I mean, it's, you know, it's really like a, a foggy recollection unless you, you know, read a book or try to harken right. back. Well, the brain's good that way, right? It helps yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you think back and, you know, most of us were much younger at that point, but we saw, as I mentioned before, a president resign from office mm. unprecedented. And we really felt that we were running out of oil and the world would never be the same. So, you know, then what happened after that, uh, after 1973 and 1974, uh, the stock market dropped at that point, like 40 or 50 or sometimes 60% in those days in 1975. And after what do we have a lot of innovation, mm -hmm. we yeah. struck oil in Alaska. The pipeline was built. We had new drilling techniques. You know, several years later, the price of oil collapsed because the world was awash in oil. And country changed. Many countries changed their economic models. The United States did uh, in the uh, early 1980s. China, of course, with their development. Uh, Europe. You know, much of the Middle East changed. So we've had just incredible prosperity over the past 50 years, you know, and as you mentioned before, and we talked about before with this crisis, you know, I really believe that this too shall pass. Well, we certainly hope so. And we certainly hope the sooner, the better, uh, obviously, you know, we were just given the, you know, the 30 days, so we'll see how things go. Hopefully may brings, uh, what is it? Your April showers bring May flowers. So hopefully we get some flowers. Ah, I like that. Yeah, hopefully some in uh, in May we get some flowers. So, all right, folks. So that's going to do it this week on the podcast. You know, do do your best. Stay home. Stay safe. All those things we're supposed to do. But if you've got questions, you got concerns. Of course, you know, retirement's still going to be coming. If you're already retired, you may have some questions about things. Need a second opinion. If you're still planning to retire, which, you know, hopefully you are and you want to see if uh, you, you know, how things have been altered by this, uh, if they have been or what you need to do, it's always better to find the information out sooner than later. And as always, before you take any action, you should always check with a qualified professional like Don. He is a CPA and a CFP. So reach out to him and let him know you need some help. You can call him at 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183. You can start with a phone call, move to virtual meetings, lots of ways things can still be done, but to be safe as well. Go to the website, donaldcash.com. That is donaldcash.com. While you're there, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with anybody who might benefit from the message. Certainly, we've got a lot of time on our hands, so share the podcast. Let some other folks check it out. You can do so by going to Google, Apple, Spotify, various different outlets, or just finding it right there on the website. 
and uh, subscribing to the podcast Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Don, my friend, stay safe. Uh, Don't go too stir crazy, and we'll talk soon. I'll do my best, Mark. Be well. All right, you too as well. We'll see you next time, folks, here on the podcast Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. And until next time, stay home, stay safe. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.